look, are we going to be able to crush it every day, accomplish every dream that we've ever thought up in our head? Probably not. Are we going to be able to make incremental progress and improve ourselves through realistic goal setting? I think that's doable. Yeah. This is why it's so key to have this direction, not destination mindset. Yeah. If it's all about getting to the destination, of course, you're going to feel like a failure every day that you're not there mm -hmm. is discouraging instead of I am heading in this direction and every right. day I take a small step in that direction is a success. Welcome to the Real Talk Podcast from Real FM. Here's Anson, Kara, and Isaac. Hey, welcome. It is season two of Real Talk. That's Yay. right. We got renewed <laughs> for a second season. <laughs> I think we basically renewed ourselves. I was like, by who? By ourselves? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was close. We almost got cut. Man. <laughs> but we're around for season two. We're glad to be back with you. Real Talk is a show where we get real about everything from the ridiculous to the inspiring. And I'm pretty sure we're going to cover the gamut in this episode alone. Oh, yeah. You're getting from, the whole kit yes. caboodle. <laughs> that's, that's right. The main topic of conversation for episode one, why we fail New Year's resolutions. Oh, yeah. We're Don't not even talking about do we fail New Year's resolutions. <laughs> We're going straight to yes, why? we do. We've yes. just decided. <laughs> Let's talk about why. Failure is going to happen. Because everyone talks about New Year's resolutions in January of the new year. Right. But everyone talks about it so optimistically. Right. So maybe we just thought we would bring a little negativity into yeah. your life. Yeah. <laughs> really just mess your day up. <laughs> no, it's not really like that. But we do struggle with New Year's resolutions. They're always a struggle, aren't they? I yes. mean, mm -hmm. I feel like almost anyone who says otherwise is lying. either either lying or an incredible person yes. that's not normal. That Who you should avoid at all costs. <laughs> yes. Because yeah, they're just going to bring you down. That's right. <laughs> so that's what we're talking about on the conversation for episode one this week. But first, a new segment in the podcast that we're introducing for season two. And that's a fun one that everybody loves. It's the shameless plug. That's right. Today on the shameless plug, I actually have some exciting news, guys. Okay. We have a friend of Real FM who owns a business in Fayetteville called Hometown Press. Yep. Billy is his name, and he's been printing up some Real FM t-shirts. Yes. Yep. And he is delivering those to the studio. Billy's coming? He is. And we've got a really fun way for you to get your hands on one. So... If you sign up to be a Real FM beta tester, you can do that at our website. Mm. Just fill out the form. You're a Real FM beta tester. There will be a survey that pops up when you sign up to do that. You can go ahead and take the survey. Usually we have a few songs for you to listen to, maybe a couple of other questions about Real FM, just kind of to gauge your feedback about what you think of what we're doing on the radio station and here on the podcast. If you take two surveys... As a Real FM beta tester, we're going to send you a free Real FM window sticker. If you take five Real FM surveys, we're going to send you one of these Real FM t-shirts oh. for free in and the mail. this is just for sharing your opinion. Yeah. yeah. So literally, you can just tell us like, hey, you guys are awesome. Or hey, you guys are terrible. And <laughs> you even if you tell us that us. we're terrible, we're still going to send you a t-shirt. How cool is that? What a deal. We might so, need to rethink that. <laughs> uh, maybe so. We were not very good at marketing. But hey, our <laughs> loss now. is your gain. That's right. So sign up to be a Real FM beta tester at realfm.online. Go earn yourself a Real FM window sticker and a Real FM t-shirt. We'd be happy to send you one. All right. Enough shameless plugging. Let's talk about <laughs> what we're into this week. And let's start with Kara. Yay. The first what we're into of 2018. I am so excited about this one, you guys. I saw a movie last week and the week before. Actually, I've seen it twice in the theater already. <laughs> wow. Called The Greatest Showman. <sighs> and it is the greatest movie 
maybe not for everyone. If you like musicals, however, it's not a musical like Les Mis musical style. Okay. So like Les Mis, they sing every word of right. the whole thing. So it's like, what are you doing? Borderline exhausting. Yeah. So I liked that, but not everybody likes that. This is like talking and singing and then more talking and yeah, acting. Kind of like Disney movie yes, style. Yes, more like yep. Disney movie okay. style. But it's amazing, you guys. It's the story of P.T. Barnum. He started the circus mm. and it's so well done. It's like a beautiful movie and then it's like a magical movie and there's all these wonderful songs and I'm telling you, I've listened to the soundtrack probably a hundred times since I saw the movie. Awesome. Like Out of the theater, I'm like putting it on Spotify and plugging it into my aux cord immediately. Like, <laughs> I am learning these songs right now. Windows down, yes. blast in that sound. So good. And they're like catchy, poppy songs. Yeah. So they're not, I don't know, like you say musical. And it's kind people, of a modern musical. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so the same people that wrote the lyrics for the La La Land soundtrack oh. wrote them for this one. Okay. So I feel like musicals are making a comeback and this makes me ridiculously happy because <laughs> I grew up on musicals. I was raised on like the sound of music and singing in the rain and my fair lady. Yeah. Like my life was musicals when I was a kid. And then we just went through this period where real musicals that aren't cartoons were kind of not a thing for yeah. a while. And I feel like they're coming back and I'm so excited about this. So not everybody I realize is into this. That is okay. You can be wrong. But like <laughs> if you're at all into musicals or just like the human experience, because I feel like that's one thing musicals do really well is explore like the gamut of all of the human emotions and experience in this really vivid way. Yeah. And that's what this movie does. And it's just ah, I, I love it. I can't say enough wonderful things about it. Guys, I have been binge watching the show Lost. Living Yay. like it's the year 2004 right now. <laughs> have you never seen it? I have never seen it. I've never seen it either. Really? Yeah, have you? Wow. Uh, I've you seen have. most of it. I... You you go ahead, Isaac. <laughs> oh, I have some thoughts. You, so you Anson, share, this is what you're into, so you <laughs> no, go ahead. No, 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 no. Okay, so me and my wife were just sitting on the couch on a Saturday morning, and we had just were casually talking about it, and we noticed that Lost was in our watch list. Mm. And she's like, did you put that there? And I'm like, yeah, I've never seen that show. I've been waiting for a time to watch it. Uh. She just freaks out, and she's like, make popcorn, and then prepare to not move for eight hours. We're going to just watch <laughs> as much as we can. And this show, I, I have made it to season four. Okay. After two weekends. Oh, wow. I've watched a lot of this show. That, and yes. I am so passionately involved in all these characters who I didn't think I would care about. And my feelings on them change so frequently. Like, uh, I'll just stand up and go, oh, that's such a good moment. And then, like, 30 seconds later, I'll be like, no, garbage person. No. <laughs> Off the show. Go away. Forever die. And this is like... This is every episode I do this. And oh. I have so many feelings about this show. <laughs> It's totally worth watching. Absolutely. Yeah? It, okay. I mean, it's a cultural icon. Yeah. yeah. Like of that time. It's just one of those things where like for me, I don't I don't want to ruin anything for you like, <laughs> yeah, or no, dampen no. your experience at all. But the one thing I will say is just so many TV shows. I feel like just they just went on just a little yeah. bit too long. Oh, yeah. And you kind of just yeah. go. Uh, what could have been yeah. like mm. I, I don't disagree at all like the early seasons of lost amazing TV by the end even the end it's not I mean it's not a bad show at all absolutely worth so watching. many people Good are telling show, me this but it's yeah. just oh. one of those things that's my hang up that and the fact that I'm watching a show that everyone has already seen so I'm stoked <laughs> about it like I'm ready to talk about it with people and yeah. they're like dude it's like you're bringing up season two of American Idol to me right now oh, <laughs> I, no. right. we've been there done that yeah you know okay, almost but 
But I feel you because I just watched Parks and Rec this last year for the first yeah. time. Mm-hmm. I'm watching 30 Rock for the first time. Yep. Like right now and excited about it and <laughs> telling Anson all about these hilarious things that are happening and he's being a good sport about it. So maybe I need to watch Lost at the same time that you do and then we can geek out. There about you go. It. You gotta get caught yeah. up. I'll yeah. pause. I won't okay. pause. Yeah. That's a lot. He's not gonna okay. pause. Yeah. Right. Up with me. You're gonna have to watch like six seasons tomorrow <laughs> to catch up with Isaac and okay. Lost. Okay. Know what I'm doing this weekend. Well, what I am into this week is a TV show as well. Well, we kind of have a theme. We've got a movie, TV show, <laughs> but here's the deal. Okay. Some TV shows you get into because you're like, wow, that looks really interesting. Or I haven't seen Lost. I need to get into that. Right. Other times you get into a TV show or something because you're kind of forced to get into it. Mm. And I spent last weekend very sick sitting on my couch uh. with the rest of my very sick family <laughs> and my girls had control of the television. And so they were selecting the show that we were watching. Right. And I ended up watching an entire season of Barbie Life. <laughs> in the dream house what? which is on netflix in case you're interested in checking this out for yourself but it's basically a show about barbie and ken and her many friends in her mansion that is the size of a small country <laughs> and here's the thing i started watching the first episode of barbie life in the dream house and i literally thought i hope my sickness actually kills me <laughs> Because that's how much I really don't want to watch this show. Yeah. But then a funny thing happened. I laughed out loud several times during this first episode of Barbie at Life in the Dream House. No way. And I realized something. (laughs) As I was watching this, it occurred to me. I was like, you know what? There are obviously several guys on the writing team Ah. of this Barbie life in the dream house show. They're probably 20 or 30 years old. They were probably very disappointed to learn that they were being assigned (laughs) to write for Barbie life in the dream house. And I think they made a resolution in the first episode to see how many star Wars jokes they could fit into the first. There were star Wars jokes all through the first episode. Okay. Let me give you just real quick synopsis of the first episode of the show. Okay. Barbie and her friends are in her dream. Dream house, which is her like giant mansion, which I'm not kidding, is the size of a small small country. country. And they're very self-aware about that. They joke about that, by the way. (laughs) And and she has to go on a date with Ken. Uh. Right. And so they go into her closet, which itself they have this Doctor Who thing in the mansion where you go into a room and it's bigger bigger on the the inside inside than the outside. And so her closet is like uh, the size of a country as well. It just goes on (laughs) forever. And there's this robot thing in there that is called Closet that Ken built for her. And it's like helping her select her outfit. But there's an evil button on the wall that Barbie's nemesis friend goes and hits the evil button. So the closet turns evil, locks them in the closet and won't let them leave. There's an evil button? Like, what is that? Yeah, they're like, why did we install that? I don't know. But that's pretty much all the explanation that you get. Uh, And then Ken, they call Ken and Ken's like, all right, I'll come and figure out how to rescue you. So Ken and Barbie's younger sister, who I don't remember her name, I apologize. Uh-huh. That's a Barbie's cameo. younger sister. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're sitting outside with the blueprints of the mansion trying to figure out how to get in and rescue her. <laughs> and they're like sitting there and the little sister says something along the lines of, uh, what if we try to get in through the thermal exhaust port? Oh and my god! Ken's like, well that would work, but we would need proton torpedoes. <laughs> And then the little sister kind of looks at her and like, what's a proton torpedo? And he just kind of stares at her. And then it cuts to the next scene. Pause for all the nerds to laugh. Exactly. Or then at one point, like the closet robot, like looks at Barbie and is like, together we could rule the fashion industry. Oh my God. And like, there there are so many, I don't know. It's just a new hope. Yeah, basically. I'm not necessarily suggesting you go binge watch this on Netflix. There's probably better things to do with your time. (laughs) 
But surprisingly, very surprisingly to me, there's also worse things you could do with your time. That's amazing. Than watch Barbie Life in the Dreamhouse. It was actually kind of funny. <laughs> So now it's time for a brand new segment on the podcast, and we are really excited about this one. It is called the Swagger Scale, where we own our awkwardness. Now, let me give you just a little bit of background on the Swagger Scale. This came to being in episode nine of season one, where Isaac was reviewing a song, We Gon' Shine, by, I forget who it's by. Big Yay. Big Big Yay. yay. That's right. And Isaac (laughs) said some magical things about how you listen to this song, how did you say this, Isaac? I'm trying to remember. I You're- think I said like if you went, it brought me up from a negative That's right. 10 on the Swagger scale up yes. to like a zero to a three. On That's the right. Scale. And we decided this needs to be a thing. The Swagger scale <laughs> is too awesome to let it go. So we brought it back. We've brought it back and we're turning it into this kind of awesome segment where we own our awkwardness and how this works. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. One of us tells a story about something awesomely awkward that we did. And then does Isaac rate it every time or how are we doing? That? I don't know. Maybe maybe the other two kind of yes. collaborate yeah. on, okay. on assigning a swagger scale score to okay. the experience or yep. whatever. Yeah. And, and I think the important thing to note here is that this is not a traditional scale like one to no. five or one to ten. Right. Because as Isaac <laughs> pointed out, he was at negative ten That's right. Right. on the swagger scale. <laughs> so like the scale is like a negative ten to maybe be like a positive 10 yeah for yes. us it's probably like plus two or three is about as high as we could ever hope to get <laughs> that's exactly right that's right but we may spend a lot of time in the, in the negative zone uh, but we're okay with that scale. yeah because you it's just, all about kind of own it yeah owning our awkwardness so my awesomely awkward story for the week is about dating and really it's just about me being the awkwardest date in the world in general, (laughs) I feel like in normal life, my job is to talk, right? And make semi-intelligent remarks about things (laughs) in life. Ideally. Ideally, (laughs) be like somewhat articulate. And hopefully most days I succeed unless I'm sleep deprived or just having an off day. But Mm -hmm. when I go on a date, you guys, Mm. I was on a date this last Friday and I feel like the bad lip reading video of Stranger Things where Mike is like, sometimes I don't make enough spit. Like that's how I feel on dates. Like I don't know what's happening right now, but I can't remember how to speak and I don't know what to say. And now I'm just going to stare awkwardly at my French fries and wait until something happens because I'm supposed to be a grown up. I'm supposed to know how to do this and I don't know what to say. And then like, also there's the awkward when you don't know someone real well and you're like going in and out. why is it so awkward to go in and out of the buildings? Like, oh, why yeah. is that so hard? <laughs> you both forget how doors work. Right. How does this work? And like, once I go through it, like he opened it, but then like, once I go through it, do I close it? Like, does he close it? What happens? Like, so I forgot to close the door. It's sub zero outside. And we're like in this restaurant and he like has to go back and close the door. Cause I was like, Oh yeah, I was supposed to probably do that. Like a normal human. <laughs> Uh, what is happening right now? So, <laughs> this is my life. All right I can now. think of is Liz Lemon. Yes. Is that, yeah. Is that I am accurate? Liz Lemon. <laughs> I am. I feel you, Liz Lemon. Yeah. Like, I love Liz Lemon because people will be like totally flirting with her and hitting on her. She has no idea. She's no like, yeah, clue. whatever. Yeah. Get lost, loser. And I'm <laughs> yep. like, I've done that before. Yeah. Like, some guy at Redbox is standing next to me, like, you smell good. I'm like, I didn't put any perfume on today. What's your problem? That's <laughs> my like, deodorant. <laughs> But then I when get, you actually get into a situation yes, where, where like you I'm, know what's yeah. going on, then it just... It's still horribly awkward. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening right now? So I'm considering it swaggery because I'm like, I got a date. This yeah, is a big no, deal. I was right? about to ask. 
ask what the offering was. Is this like yeah. the fact that you went on a date or is it no, the, the entire off- the offering is like the entire like experience. Like I'm trying right. to be swaggery and yeah. then I show up and like can't remember how to speak yeah. and end all of my sentences with you know what I mean? These vague, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. cryptic things. Or I answer a question and then I'm like, does that make sense? So many qualifiers. Yeah. Yep. Qualifying every statement. And I'm yep. just like, I'm, I'm going to go home now. I'm, I'm done with this. I'm <laughs> just, I'm out. So Isaac, you tell me what you think of this, but here's kind of where I'm leaning on the, on the swagger yeah, scale on this experience. Okay. <laughs> yes, I get it. Awkwardness, messing up the door, yes. <laughs> not creating enough spit in the mouth to actually be able to talk intelligently, yeah, right. you know, kind of hovering down there in the awkward zone in the yeah. negative mm-hmm. area of the swagger scale. Yep. But there's still one key aspect to this that is pretty swag. <laughs> and that's that you got a date. I was right. about to say, getting that's a date true. is yeah. a big win. Good point. Yeah. Like, yeah. doesn't matter really how it goes. And so I feel that's like fair. that's like just an automatic like plus one. Yes. Like, and and so like it could be as awkward as as all get out, that's but true. you still get like a one okay. on the yep. swagger scale. You're still in the positive zone. Awesome. Because like you kind of end up with like doesn't matter. Got a date. <laughs> like at the end of the day, that's, that's the most true. important thing. Right? I'm really happy you're arriving at that conclusion because I was about to say. You get two points for me. Yay. And here's why. Because one, like Anson said, you went on the date. (laughs) All right. So you're in the positives for that. You had the confidence to go out on a date. It's true. Number two, I think it's really big and dripping with swag that you can talk, (laughs) that you can talk about the awkwardness and laugh about it. Yay. I think that being able to admit awkward things have happened. I think you're at a plus three right now oh. on the first swagger scale of season well two. Well done. Thanks, guys. I'm going to put Isaac at like a negative two, though, for saying <laughs> dripping with swag. <laughs> yeah. Because that absolutely drenched in that. swag. That just sounded gross. <laughs> Time for another new segment. How about that? Back-to-back new segments. This is called Crushing It, celebrating our successes, big or small. And guys... I have something that I feel like in my world is crushing it. Yeah. Maybe someone's going to be listening to this and go, oh, no, that's not crushing it at all. <laughs> hey, you're not on the podcast. So, <laughs> neener, neener. <laughs> I've been crushing it. I have read my Bible. This is the goofiest. I've read my Bible for seven days in a row. Hey. And for me, that's a lot because I get so distracted by things and I so often forget to do it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to channel one of my old relatives here. I've been doing it come heck or high water. <laughs> I have it on my phone. I don't have like this nice, wonderfully crafted leather bound Bible. (laughs) Right, right. I have my iPhone and sometimes I take just chunks out of my, you know, Bible study on my way to the kitchen. I'll like read it. I check it before I drive off from work. Like I've been chipping away at it. But for seven days, it gave me a little notification and it said, hey, it's so lame how it you've connected with the word of God for seven days in a row. All right. Let's not get weird about this. Like, Thanks for telling me this Bible app. But no, I'm not going to tweet that. But really, like they really have like a little Twitter button. It's like, yes, humble brag about how yeah. good your relationship with God is. Yeah. But yeah. Thanks. No, yeah. but it's been seven straight days. And honestly, I really wanted to start 2018. One of my personal kind of quiet resolutions was to work on my relationship with God. However, that was going to work out. That was just kind of my throw the dart at the board and see how that goes. But (laughs) It's been seven days. It's been cool. I looked at that and I really felt a small sense of accomplishment of saying, hey, 
way to go me. You've actually tried to do that and you're succeeding so far. That is a big deal in my opinion. That is crushing it. I think that qualifies because at least for me, people in New Year's resolutions talk about, you know, I'm going to read a chapter of the Bible or X amount like every single day and I'm never going to miss a day. Mm. And then you get to like January 4th yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you miss a day and you're like, well, gotta wait, gotta wait till 2019. <laughs> like, I guess I'm not going to read the Bible for the rest of the year now until like, I, I don't know. You know yes, what I mean? Like, it's so yes. easy to get off track yeah. on something like that, on something that sounds so simple. Yeah. And I think that's part of the problem, right? Is because when you fail at something that sounds so simple in your head, mm. it's so easy, at least for me to get down on myself right. yeah. when I fail. I'm like, really, Anson? Is it that hard for me to take five minutes or 10 minutes right. to read a little bit today? And then when I don't do it, I'm like, well, that was an utter failure. <laughs> and I am therefore an utter failure. Right. Despair. And Might as well not. <laughs> I shouldn't even try. Yeah. And so I think doing that for a week, cutting that down, first of all, into smaller sized yes. goals where you yes, say yes, like, yes. I'm just going to try to do this for a week. And and if I mess up, I'm going to try again next week. Yep. And I'm yes. going to keep doing that. So good. Is a really great way to go about that because then you don't feel like you have this big like, well, 2018 is a lost year. Yeah. Kind of a thing, you know? <laughs> Such a good thing. Yes. Way to go, Isaac. We're celebrating your success with you on that one. Our third and final new segment for season two is Would You Rather? Because we had a lot of fun last season in episode 10, I believe it was, where we did an entire episode on a would you rather scenario that yes. was pretty involved. Yes. And uh, if you missed that, you definitely want to go back and, and check that out. And then send us a message and let, uh, let us know what you would do in the scenario that we did in episode 10. Because I'm yep. still thinking about that every <laughs> once in a while. I brought that up and, at like, like changing parties. my mind. Yeah. Do you? That's a real good scenario. Oh, that's, that's a awesome. good idea. And so we decided maybe we need to bring would you rather back as kind of a regular segment. Yeah. But we're kind of going to do a mini would you rather for this segment. So we're kind of calling this like the uh, the great value brand <laughs> of like would you rather or like a role playing game, you know, Dungeons and Dragons and that yes, kind of stuff. Role so playing games funny. or in video games are kind of making a comeback yeah. because of things like Stranger Things and stuff like that. We decided we'll just do like a real simple would you rather question. And it's kind of like if you went and bought the, the Walmart brand of Cheerios yeah. or something. <laughs> So for today, I'm going to present the would you rather scenario and you guys have to decide yeah. on the on the ball. Uh, we have not been prepped. off the cuff. Yeah. Yes. I don't know what the right metaphor is, but <laughs> I have not shared with Isaac and Kara what the situation is. Yes. You guys have to decide immediately I'm which nervous. you would rather do. All right. So for the rest of your lives, you have to do one of these two things. Okay. Would you rather talk like Yoda for the rest of your life <laughs> or breathe like Darth Vader. Oh my oh gosh. Man. Okay. Go. All the time. All the time. Uh, uh, um. uh, how long do I have to answer? Cause I've kind of want to just blurt one. Think out first, loud. Oh, first man. Thought. Just, yeah. Start thinking out loud. But if you talk Process. like Yoda forever, that's going to be hilarious except when you want to be serious and then it's not right. going to be funny at all. Yeah. But if you breathe like Darth Vader, that's going to be super annoying to yeah. everybody in the whole world. So I guess if you talk like Yoda, you can just not talk or just like write things if it gets annoying. <laughs> and so I'm going to pick talk like Yoda. I think the Yoda thing in your twenties, when you talk like Yoda, yeah. you're going to look like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> once you get into your sixties, people are going to be like, look at that sage wise person. That's wow. So like funny. they speak in riddles. That's, that's amazing. Cool. Do you yeah. think they'll really think that? Well, it's going to be better if you breathe like Darth Vader, they're going to send you to the hospital. Be like, dude, you need to get that checked Some out. Serious asthma. Yeah, I think that that's something I, going on. Out of courtesy for sleeping next to Brie for the rest of my life, my <laughs> wife. Does Darth Vader still, I assume he still breathes like that while he's sleeping. Well, yeah. I mean, does how he does he breathe? In the suit? 
Well, <laughs> that's but, a good question. Whole other layer. But that's, I mean, does for this scenario, yeah, that doesn't really. You're gonna breathe like you're him, breathing no matter, no what. matter what. So yeah. suit yeah. or not, which that's gonna be even kind of weirder. Is like the dude's wearing a big black mask yeah. thing that yeah. he's right. breathing. So through. if you're not. But if you're not wearing one, breathing like that's going to seem just, pretty I, strange. I'm just picturing but. like sitting in like staff meeting, like <sighs> everybody's trying to like have a yeah. serious conversation or like prayer time. <sighs> Our Lord in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But let's not downplay the potential awkwardness of talking like Yoda well, at all times. True. I mean, you're talking about going on like an awkward date or something. Well, yeah. I mean, can you imagine like sitting down and being like, discuss our relationship? We must. <laughs> Like, cover the check, I will. <laughs> I mean, that's gonna get weird. Oh, oh, love you, I do. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, all right, all right, all right. With that in mind, I'm gonna go with Darth Vader, but here's the thing. Uh-huh. I won't smoke cigarettes, but uh, I'll, like, make it known, oh, yeah, I'm cutting back on smoking. <laughs> like, I'll have an excuse, to make for, an excuse it. for it. Pretend that you have one of those voice boxes, like, yeah. from smoking too much. Yeah, yeah, you oh got it. Oh, my gosh. There you go. Okay, and Kara, your final answer was, I, are you going with I Yoda? I stick with Yoda. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Double down on the Yoda I option. look forward to your swagger scale next time. Yes, next where time talk about a date your next date with Yoda speak. With talking like Yoda. <laughs> time for the conversation on Real Talk and this week we're talking about New Year's resolutions because it's January and who doesn't talk about New Year's resolutions <laughs> in January of a new year but uh, we're taking kind of a little twist on the traditional resolution discussion and we're really talking about why we fail New Year's resolutions because let's face it New Year's resolutions are really hard most of the time it seems like unless I'm just weird and everyone else is much better at this than I think they are most of the time it seems like we tend to not succeed at our New Year's resolutions at yeah. least not in the definition of success that means like I did exactly what I set out to do yeah most of the time resolutions are just really hard yeah and I think the statistics I don't know I'm just gonna make them up off the top of my head so don't have hundred percent failed <laughs> I'm pretty sure I read something the other day it was talking about like it's in the 80s like yeah. 80 yeah. percent of people it's, it's just rare to succeed at a resolution why is that so for me why this happens I think I've been processing this over the last few days and really the last couple of weeks um, because every year in January, I'm like, I'm so excited, a new year, fresh start. But I'm also kind of like, I hate New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I don't want to make them because yeah. I know I'm going to fail. And my place that I automatically go to is this perfectionistic, like all or nothing thinking. And so therefore I'm like, well, if I'm going to fail, then why even try? It's just going to make me feel bad about myself. So this is stupid. And I don't even care anyway about your resolutions. And then like just throw all of the goals out the window with that all or nothing thinking. Um, and I was reading something the other day from the lazy genius that was really, really helpful for me in kind of processing this. She said so often not succeeding in one area we feel like we're a failure in all of them. Mm. Like, this is how we see ourselves. I'm Gwyneth Paltrow or I'm Lady Hobo. She's like, <laughs> Lady Hobo. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, your life is connected, but your failures don't have to be. But that's how I've always seen New Year's resolutions. Kind of like you were talking about earlier, Anson, this idea of, oh, look, I forgot to read my Bible yesterday. So therefore it's done. Like 2018 right. is shot, failed, all or nothing. Mm -hmm. It's over. That's how I have a lot of times approached New Year's resolutions. And so therefore, I'm just like, no, not even going to try. Do you think that sometimes has to do with the types of goals that we're setting? 
Yeah, I, I think that sometimes we kind of set ourselves up to fail in that way yeah. by yes. choosing goals. Like I'm going to read my Bible 365 days in a row. Yes. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> I'll just be honest, like the odds of me succeeding at that are so infinitesimal. Right. Like there's just almost no chance that I'm yeah. actually going to yeah. do that. And so what would it look like if I said, you know what? My goal is to read my Bible five days a week. Right. This year or yeah. four days a week this year or, you know, yeah. that gives some kind of grace built into the goal. Yeah. In some sense, I almost feel like you have to go into it expecting to fail yes. a little bit and kind of build your goal around that expectation. Yes. And maybe if we went in with that expectation, we wouldn't feel so distraught yeah. over yeah. failing perfection. Right. Yeah. Because that's completely unrealistic. And yet that's what New Year's resolutions seem to be for most of us, I think. I really like the point you just made about not caring. I was actually listening to a podcast this morning where they were talking about how, yeah, if you don't know the why behind your goal and what you're pursuing or the resolution, and if you don't really care about it, like, what do you really want? Yeah, That's the point of a goal, right? Is to get at something you really want. Most of these resolutions we make half the time, I think, are just because everyone else is making them or right. because we don't actually know what we really want. We just think, of course I'm supposed to lose 15 pounds. That's mm. what all the women do in the new year. And I'm supposed to hate my body and try to figure out how to do all these things. Like, of course that's what I'm supposed to do. And it's like, really, do you really care about that? Yeah. Because right. if we really, really, really care about something, we're going to be more motivated to pursue it. Right. Well, losing 15 pounds, that takes a lot of work. Oh my like, gosh. You have yes. to really apply yourself to make that happen. Right. right. And so if you're not fully committed to that idea, if it's more of just a, a hope in yeah. the back of yeah. your mind where you're like, that would be nice if that happened. Right. That's not going to happen by happen. Accident. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's something that you're going to have to apply yourself towards. And in order to apply yourself, you have to be interested in, in doing, doing the it. work required. And right. you're absolutely right. But everything that you just said doesn't fit on a motivational poster. So yes. I, think, I think that we need so to like right. check ourselves with how we motivate ourselves, because mm. this whole like go big or go home mentality doesn't really play out well on days where like you hurt your knee exercising. Yes. And what do you, you need do? To take half your workout and not do it that day. We had to change this whole cultural mindset of just celebrating only people who kill themselves doing things like you yes. need to be able to say, hey, incremental progress is good. You're doing great. Like <laughs> That needs to fit on the poster right next to that oh, so giant true. football player. Yeah, they didn't get there through just not eating and sleeping, but playing football like they had incremental progress. But we only celebrate what we think mm. is huge. Maybe yeah. that's yeah. why we do the whole kind of all or nothing approach is because we're like, OK, it's the new year and I need to get myself psyched up in this moment yes. to accomplish a big, seemingly impossible goal. So I'm going all in. It's all or nothing. I'm going to I'm going to dominate this yeah. thing mm. because we need to create that hype and energy on the front end. Right. But we aren't really thinking long term. We're just thinking about getting excited on day one. Right. Yep. And then by day six, we're like you're burned out. Yeah. It's you, all, all that motivation is already gone. Exactly. And I really, really like reframing this whole discussion for me. This is super helpful as a bigger picture. This is about a direction, not a destination. Yes. And I, I stole that from the lazy genius collective.com, but that's her whole thing was this is about a direction, not a destination. And so I've been asking myself this year, what story do I want to tell with mm. my year in specific areas of my life, with my health, with my friendships, so that it's this bigger picture of, again, direction, not destination. And I love that because for someone like me who I classify myself as like an idealistic goal setter. Mm -hmm. So when the new year rolls around, I'm always thinking, all right, 
Starting January 1, I'm going to wake up at 4 a.m. and run three miles. Yes. And then that day, like I have to move from the conceptual point to the actual execution point. Mm. And when it get around to execution, I'm usually going, I'm getting out of bed at 5.58 a.m. and jogging to my mailbox, (laughs) getting winded and then trying to jog crawl backwards. (laughs) But... That's the thing. What was so encouraging about that article, and I'm going to harp on it, too, because it's so good, (laughs) was that the author is celebrating incremental success, which I feel like is so important for people like me because I have that all or nothing mindset. But my bend of it is that sometimes I get satisfied with just telling people my plans to do things. Mm. So when I'm like saying, yeah, January one, man, like Anson, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to jog three miles, dude. And then Anson, because he's a nice person, is going to go, wow, that's awesome. (laughs) And this wave of endorphins (laughs) washes over me. God, I'm really crushing it already. Like telling people that I'm doing something is satisfying in and of itself. So when 4 a.m. rolls around, I'm like, Anson thinks I'm doing it. I'm all good. Like, I don't always explicitly think that, but in a way you're like, that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I've thought about that before, but I think that makes a lot of sense that we do derive a lot of satisfaction just from our conceptual plans. Yeah. And the execution part is so much harder. Yeah. We're like, well, I kind of like just the feeling of talking about all of my goals. About being awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. So many of my plans get killed in my excitement of telling people that I'm doing it. And so interesting. I can't think of a resolution that I've actually followed through on Mm. because up until 2018, I always go around with my megaphone of self-help and I'm like, (laughs) this is all the cool things that I'm doing. Why aren't you doing this too? And then by like February, I'm puttered out eating Oreos above the sink angrily. That's (laughs) that's in that article. And I was like, yes, yes, (laughs) me. And I'm sure that's got to be a super relatable experience. I mean, you you read all of these articles of all of these people talking about all of these things that they're going to do in January of 2018. How many of those do you read in July when you're seven months into the year of people saying, yep, still going strong on that thing I conceptualized back in January? Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. we don't publicize that. Right. We don't really (laughs) talk about that. And I think that's just a part of a larger issue that we have where it's really easy to talk about our grand ideas of all the great things that are conceptually going to happen in our lives. And it's a lot more difficult to talk about failure Mm -hmm. and the stigma of failure, I think kind of creates this environment where we feel compelled to talk about success, even if it's theoretical. Right. And we don't want to talk about our failure. That's very tangible right in front of us because it's just taboo to do. There is a little bit of societal pressure. I almost feel like Like when you admit like, no, I don't do New Year's resolutions. (laughs) There's a little bit of, but maybe I should. So I think that's part of it too is the pressure of well everyone else is resolving to do all these cool things i should pick something awesome so that i uh, don't look like a bum like right, you know yeah. and at what point have you gotten to a year ever where you looked at your friend group who all had resolutions in january and you said oh wow they all really <laughs> glowed up this year like they <laughs> yeah <laughs> brad lost 25 pounds and <laughs> janet sold 13 houses no yeah. one keeps all of their resolutions well and see that i think is the thing that really gets to me and why i have a problem with new year's resolutions is because i'm a cynical person by nature <laughs> very very cynical and i look at my own experience first of all yeah, yeah. 
and and then the experience of everyone around me. And all you see is this whole New Year's resolution thing kind of seems like a sham. Mm -hmm. That's that's kind of my impression of it. We all hype this up in January, myself included. I've been part of it. I'm not trying to say that I haven't been, but we all hype this up in January as this big thing that we're going to get after and accomplish in the new year. And after doing that enough times, you kind of go, okay, really? We're all going to (laughs) pretend this again this year? Like... We all know how this works. Okay, Everybody knows how this works. And yet we're going to go through the motions yet again Mm. and pretend like we're going to do this New Year's resolutions thing. And it's a load of crap. (laughs) As a cynical person, I'm sorry, but that's just where I go. That's how you feel. And then here's the problem with that, though. Okay, so I take that negative attitude towards the whole thing and I go, all right. Obviously, that's all just a waste of time, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I say New Year's resolutions are a waste of time. Goal setting is a waste of time, <laughs> uh, yes. right? Just in general. I, it's very easy to take it one step too far, throw the baby out with the bathwater and kind of go, if New Year's resolutions aren't a good idea, then setting long-term goals in yeah. general are not a good idea because yes. of all the things you just talked about, right? Because I have this all or nothing thinking like Carol yeah. was saying, and I'm going to fail anyway. So what's the point of even yeah. starting? Yeah. Right. Or what Isaac's saying, you know, I, I like to think about and dream about all these grandiose things that I'm going to do, but I know I'm not actually going to do yeah. any of those. <laughs> so why even try? Right. Yep. And that gets us into such a negative place. And that's where I really struggle as I get myself into this negative place, especially around New Year's resolutions time, because that's when it hits me the hardest. Yes. I'm like. Everyone's participating in what I perceive to be a, a grand waste of time. And so I go, why? Why do we even have to pretend yeah. and do yeah. this? Yeah. I'm going to sit on my couch and eat potato chips and watch TV <laughs> every day in watch 2018. Barbie's and that's the dream only house. Exactly. I'm thinking about all these posts where people are like, day one of a 365 day book. And Anson is in the background full of disappointment. <laughs> of your failures. Well, no, you're not going to do that. (laughs) There's a part of that that's realistic, right? And sometimes being realistic can be a healthy thing, right? Part of this understanding that, look, when we hype up New Year's resolutions as this big thing and we're inevitably going to fail, being realistic about that could potentially be a really positive thing in us that helps us set reasonable goals that helps Mm -hmm. us have reasonable expectations of ourselves, or it can transition into a pretty negative thing like it has for me in the past of going, not even going to try, not even going to participate. Goal setting is dumb. I'm just going to be a negative person and and basically say it's hopeless. There's no hope. We're never going to be able to make any progress at something like that. Mm. And I don't think that's true either because I have seen people set goals and accomplish them. Yeah. I mean, right. Like we see examples of that. Sometimes I'm on uh, imager or something online and there are these people who post these amazing weight loss transformation stories. I was reading one about a guy the other day. He weighed 350 pounds. He set a goal in 2016 that he wanted to get in shape and he had a picture of every single month of where he was at. Oh, wow. There were some months where he gained a couple pounds yep. where he stayed the same weight. Yeah. And, and he's posting about it now in 2018, mm. okay, two years later. Yeah. And he said, I've gone from 350 to like 230 oh or something like that, wow. which is a massive transformation. But guess what? He also doesn't look like an Abercrombie and Fitch model. And he's like, I still have a ways to go. And it's been two years. And some days I feel really good when I look back at my picture and go, man, I've made a big transformation. Other days I look down at my stomach and feel like, 
what am I even doing? Has this been a waste of time? I'm not what I dreamed I would be two years ago. And that I think is the reality in the middle of these two extremes of Mm -hmm. kind of the dreaming, you know, I'm going to be ripped and have eight abs or whatever, (laughs) like (laughs) versus this, you know, it's hopeless. I should never even try. The reality is probably somewhere in the middle. Look, are we going to be able to crush it every day and accomplish every dream that we've ever thought up in our head? Probably not. Are we going to be able to make incremental progress and improve ourselves through realistic goal setting? I think that's doable. Yeah. And more than the fact that it's doable, I think it's critical that we that we do engage in that to some degree. Right. Yeah. And I think this is why it's so key to have this direction, not destination mindset, because if it's all about only like checking that box and getting to the destination, of course, you're going to feel like a failure every day that you're not there Mm -hmm. is discouraging instead of I am heading in this direction. And every day I take a small step in that direction is a success. Mm -hmm. That is so much more freeing and hopeful than Oh, it's one more day. I'm not at my goal weight or whatever the thing is. One more day. I haven't finished that book or run the three miles. Instead, it's, you know what? Today I got out of bed at 430 and I ran one mile, which is one mile more than I ran yesterday. So, yay. Right. Yeah. You got to let yourself have a couple of wins because my gosh, if your macro goal is like, I'm going to lose 30 pounds, but you can't be happy about dropping two pounds. Like you got to, you got to take your W's where you can get them. Exactly. Well, ultimately that journey is the thing that actually changes us and molds us and makes us a different person. You're talking about your goal, Isaac, of being in the word more this year. I mean, yes, it would be great to get to the end of 2018 and look back and be like, yes, I am now very close to God in my relationship. (laughs) But like, you're probably not going to get to the end of the year and feel like I've arrived. Yeah. Because we never arrive really and truly. But it's really that journey of every single day saying like, I read something today that drew me closer to God today. Yeah. And that was a step forward for today. And tomorrow may be a little bit of a step back. And then the next day may be a little bit more of a step forward. Mm -hmm. But it's much more likely at the end of 2018, instead of looking at yourself and being like, I have arrived in this amazing place now, it's much more likely that you're going to look back and say, man, I remember some weeks or some days or whatever over the past year where like I took a really good step forward on that day. Yeah. And it's those incremental steps along the way that actually changed who you are. It's not, oh, I magically arrived at December 31st and now I'm a different person on this day. It was all the days before that that got you to that point. A journey it is. And now it's time for On Repeat, where we talk about the songs we can't stop listening to. My On Repeat this week is One Foot by Walk the Moon. Guys, I love this song. Actually, I have to confess, when I first heard it, I think Anson played it for us and was like, what do you guys think of this song? And I was like, yeah, it's okay. And then I was like singing it the rest of the day to myself. And so (laughs) it's been on repeat this week for me like crazy. Uh, And I love it, not just because, of course, it's catchy and it's fun, but because there's some real truths about, I think, relationships and life kind of packed in here that actually kind of fit along with what we were talking about today. There's the reality of this is hard and also the hopefulness of we're just going to do this one step at a time. Okay. Mm -hmm. One part of the chorus says, how come even together there can be loneliness? Our heart's a mess, but it's our only defense to brave the wilderness. Taking this one step at a time. I got your back. If you got mine one foot in front of the other. And I just love that message. This is hard. 
I don't really want to put my heart out there because it's going to make it a little bit harder at times. But also, that's the only real way to do it. That's the only way I want to get through this is Mm. by using my heart. And so I'm just going to keep taking this one step at a time. I got your back. You got mine. We're in this together. Let's just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And it really feels like a motivational, like almost marching song. Like it's, yes. it's so cool. Especially for the topic we talked about today. It's like an anthem for the year. Mm. Like one foot in front of the other, guys. Let's just keep going. Love it. My own repeat this week is Sticks and Stones by King's Kaleidoscope. Paint the beauty we split. Oh man, this song has everything that I like in a song. That opening key, just like the notes on the keys and then mm. opening in with that. Did I pledge my allegiance for the purpose of progress? The second I heard that, I'm like, yes, this song. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy this song. I turned it up, not even knowing that the hook comes in hard and the chorus is really great. It's just so good. And then when I went on Genius.com to look up kind of the story behind the song, Genius.com is my favorite thing, by the way. Yes. You can find like stories behind songs you didn't even know. This song is about King's Kaleidoscope time at Mars Hill Church, which if you don't know the background on that, that was a whole hot mess of a situation. Mm -hmm. And this song is really just sort of reflecting on how God can make beauty happen out of bad people sometimes Mm. and turn a messy situation into something beautiful. The hook is paint the beauty we split. And it's just a really cool message of God's ability to turn things around that we mess up profoundly. And mm-hmm. I love everything about that. <laughs> Have you listened to the full King's Kaleidoscope album? I haven't yet. No. It's worth the listen. If you like this song, I think you'll like the rest of the stuff from them as well. Yeah. They're very thoughtful and very kind of eclectic in their yeah. music. It's very, very unique and different. Yeah. Some of it's really, really good. So cool. if you like this song, I definitely recommend the full album uh, from King's Kaleidoscope as well. My on repeat this week is Judo by Andy Minio and Words Played, or as they like to call themselves, Magic and Bird. I am not going to sit here with a straight face and try to tell you <laughs> that a song <laughs> that a song with the lyrics judo chop judo 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 chopstick judo chop judo judo dropkick a in the chorus <laughs> Is some deep, profound <laughs> song with some amazing spiritual meaning. Where's the message of redemption? <laughs> I have no idea. But <laughs> it's least, a fun song. At least not in the chorus, okay? <laughs> but I think there's nothing wrong with just a really fun song sometimes. Yes. And this is a fun song. In fact, if you go and listen to this album, this whole collaborative album between Andy Minio and Words Played, it's very clear they had a lot of fun <laughs> yeah. uh, making it, and it's just fun to listen to. And I like hip hop music. I like certain types more than others. This isn't the type of hip hop song I would always normally be attracted to, yeah. but I listened to it a few times and then all of a sudden I don't even really know how to explain it, but I was just hooked on it. I was like, it's just fun. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. now all of a sudden like I go home and sometimes the song is playing on the radio or something. And my daughter, Avi, who's five is like sitting there, like going like this, making <laughs> chopping motions oh with her hand gosh. going judo judo chopstick like oh that's so funny <laughs> and it's just fun and there actually <laughs> is some depth to the rap tracks in the verses uh, with oh, yeah. words played in Andy Minio if you dig into it and I won't get into it too much but there's actually a lot of content yeah. within the song as well so it does kind of cover uh, both both ends of the spectrum but at the end of the day I'll be honest I love this because it's just a fun song it's catchy and it's pretty hard not to tap your foot and nod your head along with this one 
Well, we've reached the end of the inaugural episode of season two. <laughs> We're so glad that you came back and joined us. And we want to tell you a little bit about where you can find us and follow us because Isaac is our amazing social media director. Hey. And he's constantly making me laugh and pumping out content yes. all over social media. And you need to make sure you're connected to Hashtag this. Hashtag content. Yeah, you can find <laughs> us on Facebook, Twitter, and the Instagram all at Real FM Online. Give us a shout out. It is me manning the helm of it. So if you ever think something I say is funny or something I do is funny, let me know on there. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, and IG, all at Real FM Online. And we're going to be giving away those Real FM t-shirts. Yeah. So don't forget, sign up to be a beta tester at Real FM Online. That's the easiest way to earn some swag from Real FM. Plus, we're probably going to be doing some social media giveaways as well. So just one more reason to follow us on social media. And don't forget, you can listen to some of the awesome music that we talk about on here every week and are on repeat. You can listen to that all day long at realfm.online. Thanks for listening to the Real Talk podcast from Real FM. Wake up with Isaac from 7 to 10 a.m. and catch Real Talk with Anson and Kara from 4 to 7 p.m. Live every weekday on Real FM Radio. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent or reflect the views of John Brown University, KLRC Radio, or Real FM.